Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the 30 Days of Miracles podcast. I'm Felicia Michelle, and I will be sharing personal experiences of miracles in my life, as well as walking through biblical miracles in scripture. We'll take a look at how God uses people in the delivery of miracles and how you can be a part of it, how you can be present and available to encounter or be a part of miracles by learning to listen and converse with God. So becoming kingdom-minded and encountering his presence and kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And today is day 26 of our series. For those of you who have listened to this podcast on more a daily basis, I thought I'd just say sorry that I was gone for a little bit, a few days um, behind here, but I wanted to talk to you today about one of the reasons why. So my daughter actually fell on her head and ended up in the emergency room. So I'm going to talk about that today (laughs) and and we'll catch up. Um, I'll probably catch up real quickly with these few couple days, uh, you know, all, all tonight and kind of put them in kind of, uh, space them out a little bit and get us all caught up. So today I'll share what happened with her, why, how she ended up falling and just, I'm seeing some connections here already, so I just thought I'd change today's topic to one of strength and healing and just protection. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And my daughter will be the star of the show today. Okay, well, as I told you or mentioned, today is about uh, my daughter's fall on her head (laughs) and she has avoided any injuries or serious things. Like nothing happened when she was a baby. She got COVID, but she got over it in 36 hours. She's just this power horse champion type person. (laughs) And yeah, just, I've always been really careful with her too, not standing on chairs and, you know, she's really, loves she's very energetic and and very daring and so I you know ask her to hold my hands when she jumps off things and she'll just jump and so we're trying to work through that I'm like just tell me when you're jumping like if my back is to you I don't know luckily I just sense you and always turn around and catch you but you have to stop doing that you have to tell me when you're gonna jump like when you expect someone to catch you and you can't just jump from big old things onto the floor and that's just jumping okay She likes to stand on chairs. As we know, chairs can go backwards. Luckily, that hasn't happened. Just so many crazy things she'll attempt to do. And I'm I'm like, I'm super thankful that I'm just always on top of her at the park and stuff. I hate to be like a helicopter mom, but dude, seriously, she'll like climb. Ever since she was a baby, you just want to climb these crazy things. I'm always like climbing up with her or holding her or having my hands right below her. And she's just, I don't know, she's amazing but very dangerous I feel like they're on a death mission or something I know that so many kids are like that and then so many there's like you know different types but anyway all that to say she's very active and likes to run and do crazy things she's three and a half almost four now uh but yeah but a couple days ago was not yesterday a couple days ago she we were in Palm Desert and Palm Springs area and she was client or um trying to jump like jumping around right on the bed and so I'm like okay so obviously I did something about that and then the craziest thing happens okay I try to teach awareness like look where you are before you start moving crazy crazy town 
see where you are. Look at your surroundings. Where can you bang your head? Somehow, I'm right next to her. She's standing on the bed and she's like looking out the window. And gosh, I don't know how this even, it, the whole thing was so crazy, it, unexpected. She all of a sudden goes all nutso. She's just standing there and she goes, hey, and looks out the window and is like, hey, oh my gosh. And then she jumps backwards and falls off the bed and bumps her head, like off the side of the, it was so, I can't even explain it, it was so unreal and didn't make any sense when I, like everything's calm and then she just like did some spastic like, hey, like th- think she sees someone doing the window, she's jumping, like gonna jump towards him and jumps backwards, slips off, falls backwards. She immediately, it knocked the wind out of her and, you know, I'm no longer like next to her. She, I, I, I can't even explain to you because I was just so in shock. I was like traumatized from this, but she just, I don't know. It was just some random thing she did. I did not expect her. I did not see her coming. I've always managed to be able to catch her and like preempt what she's going to do. And this was just so from calmness to like spastic freak out. Hey, I think I see somebody to, instead of going forward to look out the window, she decides to jump. It's just so backwards. I don't even know if she jumped and slipped at the same time. It was so fast and so weird and crazy and just out of the blue. And I had sat there because she like, what is, she was all hyped up because she had gone swimming. And so, you know, she was all hyper. And so I sat there as like her protector. But then she still was able to do this. That's the crazy part, okay? So she knocks the wind out of her. And I'm just like, what? And so I immediately grabbed her because she's like, oh, and nothing was, she wasn't bleeding. I know if it was a certain thing, you shouldn't even move them and just call the police. But I lifted her up and she's just like freaking out, like moving her body. So she's clearly not injured that way. And she's like, starts just like wailing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, just, uh, and then just crying. So I immediately, like, I was still in my towel with my swimsuit because I was going to go get in the shower and she did that. And I put my dress on and then I'm like, I'm going to the emergency room. So I immediately took her and then they were like, we're going to have to do like, I went to an urgent care actually first because it was like the closest Eisenhower urgent care. And they were like, oh, for this, you need to go to the emergency room for head-related injuries. Because I was like, okay, the thing was, is it immediately swelled at the back of her head, okay? It was in this, like, triangular type shape. I was like, what on earth is that? I've never felt a bump like that before. That's why I just freaked out. But I, like, stayed calm but freaked out inside. So I was like, but it's, like, 20 minutes away. And there was, like, a closer one, not as good. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I was rated just a tiny bit less on Google, but it wasn't the Eisenhower urgent or medical emergency room. It was this other one. So I went there because it was half the distance and I wanted to like not drive 20 minutes. So we go there, we check in, they see her, they're like, okay, she'll be next. And there's a crowded room. Dude, this room was like, I was like, are we in like hospital hell? Like what? There's a kid puking on the back of his mother. She tried to give him Tylenol and he puked on her front, all over her shirt, on the back. She stands up. She's like covered in puke. It was her. There's another kid that bumped his head, a big old welt, like a huge, huge bump, balloon bump on the front of his forehead. And just like this man that looks like he's dying. It was just like a crowded emergency room. But luckily she got in like second person or something because it's a head injury. So she goes in. He's like, yeah, I can't feel her skull. So I can't tell you like if there's any 
damage to her skull or bones, like your brain. And so we're needing to do a CAT scan. He's like, if it was just the front, like the other kid, and I could feel things or like, you know, something else, then I would, you know, sometimes we don't need to do that. He's like, but this is definitely a yes. So I was like, okay, you know, bummer. Like I keep her, anyway, I won't go too much detail about medical, but I keep her very safe and I'm, I research everything. I don't expose her to stuff. I, you know, I, she's on organic, non-GMO foods. Like there's so many things. No, no, almost no processed sugar, you know, um, just very healthy. And so anyway, so that's like, okay, but if it's, you know, if it's necessary, you do it right. Of course. Duh. And so I had her pray as we were walking to my car initially. And I'm like, you need to pray with me, repeat after me. So she does. And she prays on, as we're walking out of the gate on the way to hospital. And it was just, I mean, honestly, like I've raised her in a way where I know like part of it is modeling behavior, right? So I've modeled like prayer and talking to Jesus and everything for her. And so she would just did it and she prayed over protection over her that God would heal her and calm her. And so she was a lot calmer in the car. And then she was a lot calmer than probably she would have been inside of that room when we were going to get her CAT scan. So she's going to go in there and they have her lay in this, you know, like put her head in between the little section where it holds her still. And we pray. And she's even telling me at this point, like it hurts, you know, she's like, it hurts. And she's still saying, like after we prayed, you know, like I said, we prayed to the gate on the way there. And then we're talking in the car and she's in the room with me. And I'm like, okay, she's, she says she's going to be okay. You know, we're going to be okay. <laughs> and then she's ready to go to the cat scan. I pray over her and I'm just like, you know what? And right before that too, when we were talking to the doctor, you know, we're going to be okay. Let's pray over your brain. I have her pray over her brain. Seriously. I had her pray that God would hold her brain still and, and protect it in his hands and that he would you know, make her bones be fine and together and everything fine when we get the CAT scan. So I feel a lot of peace and comfort and I'm pretty calm then. And she is too. And she goes in there, she's not crying or anything, even though there's like big, huge, I'm not talking little, like a big old bump at the back. And she goes through and I just know she's going to be okay. So we had to stick around for like an hour and a half to get the results. And she was free and clear. So I know that God protected her and kept her safe and, you know, whatever he did, I won't know, right? Because she was healed and she was okay or she was just okay already or protected, whatever it was, but she's so strong. And I know kids are strong anyway. And parents are like, oh, my kids bounce back and they're resilient and all this stuff. But I'm serious. Like it wasn't left front of her head. It wasn't, you know, a round bump. It was like this triangular type hematoma. hematoma. And so it was just pretty scary. And it was just, he was, you know, like, we need to get this CAT scan. We can't just let it assume, you know, we can't tell you that she's okay. So of course we get it, but I'm just thinking like, this is kind of serious. You know, it was a high fall because she was standing and fell off there. And was not expecting that. And so I just think, you know what, whether he, whether he protected her so nothing more happened or healed her, whatever he did, he made her resilient. And 
it was miraculous that she just came through that would just, you know, needed to take some ibuprofen and Motrin and acetophenamine, which I don't like, but acetophenamine, anyway, like Tylenol, right? And so that she came through, the fact that she came through like that is amazing, but I wanted to tie that together with a few other things. And I mean, this was so traumatizing for both of us and we were worked up and I kept her awake for so long. Until this happened at like 5.15, I kept her awake till 11. 11. We were watching a movie and food and just keeping her awake, icing her head and all that. And then she finally goes to sleep and she's fine. And I just was like, oh, I just want to make sure like we take every precaution, you know. But I want to tie this to some other things because what I think here is like, it's not just this event that just happened that like, you know, kind of threw everything off, but, you know, and had us really tested like our faith right there not only does this like highlight the need for faith and prayer and stuff and, you know, God's protection and healing and strength. I wanted to tie it to like, even when she was born, like tell you a short story with that. So the fact like she's like a machine baby, like a machine kid, seriously, she's like so strong. And I think that's the true miracle is like her strength, not just as a normal kid being resilient, but like even from her birth story, Like she turned her head twice when my midwife reached in there and tried to turn her into the right position to come out like three nights in labor. She was so strong. She kept turning to the side and I had gone over this in another, another episode, how, you know, she did a full rotation. Like she was in the correct position forever. And then she moved like backwards, upside down and the other way. And like, then with some prayer from my ch- from my church, like 20 people praying, she turned right back around, like a, like an earthquake in my tummy. And I went over that in another episode, but, but this was like, she just made it through every single night, nothing changing, heart rate's fine. Like she's just so stubborn in the womb, like didn't want to move her shoulder. She's stuck. I, I like had an injury for two years after this, like just in a certain place where she kept going back to. So anyway, the midwife tried to turn her two times. She wouldn't turn. And then the hospital, nine hours into this, she would not come out. Like she just was stuck in there in the end of the canal, like a centimeter more and she would be crowning. And it was just so crazy. And the doctor was like, can you reach in there and turn her? And they tried and she still turned back around. He was like, wow, she is a strong little baby. I was like, okay, like she's gotta be. And I named her, I named her with a special name that I'll go through. I'll go into the next episode and how names mean stuff. But you know, and especially back in the biblical times, like what, how they, like naming conventions and everything. But as far as like her strength, like she started out super strong. And even that, like the nine hours in the hospital after three hours, the three nights in a row at home, like on her fourth night, the fourth night of labor, this is so crazy. She just came out just right before, okay, she had to be vacuumed out. I didn't have a C-section, but I delivered her not like through canal right um vaginal delivery but she had to have a little help vacuumed at the end and they were concerned about like her shoulder at the end and even right before they were like okay only because like the reason I did it is because I was fine the whole time except for they said well you're like really close to hemorrhaging like we can try this twice and then you have to have a c-section and they're like the only reason we're saying yes is we know you made it through or it was like a shift change like in the middle of the night and they were like you know, like we don't normally say yes to this, but, and I was like, well, you can just save me, right? Like, even if I hemorrhage, the main concern here is her, like, is she okay? 
Like, can she do it? If even if I hemorrhage, you can save me, right? And they're like, yeah, I, yeah, we can. And I was like, okay, so I don't really, really care about that. I just care like I'm this far, right? Like I'm already like ballooned up down there for a while. Anyway, that's a little TMI, but um, I was like, okay, well, so what's her situation? Like, does this, you know, will this be of any threat to her? And they were like, you know, basically, no, there was like a thing about her swelling. I just prayed. I was like, okay, she's going to be fine. I just knew in my heart and I knew she could come out. And I was like, okay, well, can you just move her? And then we'll do the vacuum thing. And oh, by the way, then they were like, okay, well, she's fine. Her, your heart rate, everything has been stable. And she's been like absolutely 100% fine this whole time. And they're like, she shows no signs of distress. And I was like, yeah, she's so, so strong. And so like, so because of all this, we think it's perfectly safe to do this. And I was like, okay, so she gets vacuumed out and they're like, okay, we need to examine her. And she never left the room. She gets examined because they're like, oh, she probably, you know, a lot of times in this case, like being vacuumed, like their clavicle or something. And she was like, they, you know, oftentimes like a dislocated shoulder or something that we're going to check. And I, she never screamed. They say everybody, every, every baby has to take a deep breath and wail or just cry or something. I never heard her cry. If it was anything, it was so quiet. She was on the table and she just took a deep breath. She is like a champ. She's so strong. And I think that's the miracle is like her strength. Like and there's a whole birth story. There's a whole pregnancy story. But like, I was so like, I just, I prayed over her strength and like, she would be a strong athletic girl and like strong in her personality and strong for the Lord and all this stuff. And she just proved this, like the blessing, like the answer that true. And like, for sure, like from the very, even in the womb, like, and then coming out. Right. So they look at her and her shoulders fine. She's fine. She's not jaundiced, like all this crazy stuff. She's completely fine. So she's on my tummy and she, the other miracle here is like, of, I just think she's a miracle alone in the birth, like birth babies being born, obviously is a miracle, but them crawling up to you and getting like that first colostrum, like, you know, calling up for milk, they get put on you skin to skin and just a miracle that she was never had to leave the room and that she, they, they can't even crawl right for like six plus months. And yet like on average, right? Six months. And she, yet she makes it like they lay her on me and she just wiggles like a worm. Like they wiggle, even though they can't crawl and they can't do this later, but they wiggle up, 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 up and manage to find, you know, the area where they, you know, get milk and stuff. And it's like amazing to watch. It is truly a miracle. So that's kind of, I want to tie all these things together because the miracle of her and like the way I named her, which I'll get into later so we don't go too long, but like everything was just miraculous with her birth and her protection and just the way just how strong she was like as a delicate little baby and I mean even just this happening in the ER reminded me of that and it's like just a continual story of her being blessed with this like phenomenal strength and I mean she is so like even today we go to the park and like the zoo and stuff and she's like carrying this grocery bag and like make sure you know I have to teach her like when she can say when she needs to say no, because I'm like trying to share this bag with her. And she's like, no, mom, I've got it. I'm fine. Like, okay. Well, here's the signs of not being fine. I like to be like that too. And like, see where my limits are and test everything and carry heavy stuff. But I'm like, you're not even four. And she's carrying this bag. So 
I'm telling her the signs of like your lower back when it hurts like or, you know, any type of triggers. But okay, you want to carry this little bag with all your lunch for the picnic. And she's just carrying it with two hands in front of her. And like, she's just so crazy strong. And she wants to do everything. So I know that's kids, right? But she's just beyond that, like phenomenally strong. And that's just a severe blessing. And Anyway, between her falling off and nothing happening, him, him holding her in his hands and her brain and, and you know, keeping everything intact perfectly. It's the same story when she was in the womb. It's the same story when she was coming out. It's going to be the same story forever. She's super strong. So that's my miracle today. Just that like against the odds, you know, pretty bad uh, fall on her head and how she has grown up so miraculously and through in spite of everything is just a strong power horse of a person. <laughs> I want to share this story of Samson out of Judges 13 and talk about how Samson's birth came about and then his strength. So what I'll share first is just when I had Ellie, like before I had Ellie, actually, when I was pregnant with her, I was given a word and I don't want to get too deep into this, but I knew she was going to be like a change. I'm like, how can I avoid saying part of this? Cause it's going to be for the next episode, but I knew she was going to be a chain breaker, like a different, a new start. And I was giving, given so many words about this, uh, from the Lord. And so I knew that I was also dedicating her to God. I mentioned her name being special. And so she was set aside. And because I knew that there was something planned for her, and because I knew it would be the beginning of something new for me in my life and a blessing and renewal, I knew I was sticking around. So I knew that birth was going to end up with both of us being okay. So that gave me a lot of confidence too, because for other things to be true, that had to be true. So going into this, I knew there was something special going to happen with her and I knew that she was God's. So let's talk about Judges chapter 13. So Samson, his parents, Manoah and his wife were childless, okay, for many years. Until an angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and announced, excuse me, that she would conceive and bear a son. An angel had instructed her to abstain from strong drink during her pregnancy and to raise the child as a Nazarite, consecrated to God from birth. Which is interesting because I abstained, of course, from strong, from all wine, alcohol, and stuff, but also from coffee, strong caffeinated teas, like all kinds of things. Okay. So Samson's birth was miraculous because he was born to a previously barren woman in fulfillment of the angel's prophecy because an angel showed up. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. And then not only this, but Samson grew up to be known for his exceptional physical strength, which he attributed to his consecration to God from birth. Okay, so despite a lot of challenges and adversaries throughout his life, Samson's strength and courage were evident in his encounters with the Philistines. And he repeatedly defeated them through God's empowerment. And I think the story of Samson, just overall his birth and life, you know, it highlights like the strength and providence of God in the midst of challenging circumstances. And I think that's like in parallel, like with Ellie's story, right? And her birth 
and then challenging circumstances and falling on her head. <laughs> so despite being born to a barren woman, right, or despite my particular situation and the odds of how, you know, getting pregnant with her at that time and with what happened, um, even though I, I was so happy, I was so happy. And just the fact that just, it was so good. And there were op- opposition. There was opposition with Sam- Samson and, you know, from his enemies. And there was some opposition that was happening with me. So it's just so crazy. And I won't get into too, too much detail, but I was perfectly healthy in like her, my pregnancy was healthy. But um, anyway, her, his birth was a testament to God's faithfulness. And it, I feel the same way about Ellie in fulfilling his promises and her, the promises of God with her and on upon my life. It was the same thing just God's faithfulness because I knew she was going to be fine in her life and Samson's both serve like as a reminder of strength that comes from being consecrated to God from birth and the power of God to use ordinary individuals to accomplish extraordinary feats and I fully believe that so that's what I wanted to talk about today but let maybe we should go back to a couple just a little bit directly in the Bible too so there's a few stories of Samson and how he overcame 30 men and how he uh, defeated a young lion and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and gave him the strength to do that. Most people are familiar with the end story with Samson, how he goes out, right? And so we're going to read a little bit about that. Samson had defeated tons of more guys to a thousand at a time and like how he just was constantly given strength by God and overcame just so many people but him and delilah (laughs) this woman was the downfall of him and he was not supposed to cut his hair he's not supposed to tell her this you know this part of his blessing and so if we fast forward through a lot of this story i encourage you to read judges 16 um his strength leaves him okay she shaves his hair well gets a man to shave off his hair and his strength leaves him. And she calls, says to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he woke from his sleep. This is after verse 19 and 20. And he says, I'll go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. So he is without his eyes. Okay. Yeah, he's in Gaza. Sound familiar? They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. And he's going to die with the Philistines, okay? So, verse 23. Now the Lord of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to their God. And rejoice, excuse me. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. And the people saw him. They praised their God. For they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy destroy every land and the one who multiplied are dead. So, you know, they've been battling Samson and they've tried to defeat him and he's defeated their people. So they call for him, okay? And they want him to perform for them. So they call for him from prison. He performs. They station him between two pillars. Verse 26, Then Samson said to the lad who led, held him by the hand, Let me fill the pillars which support the temple so I may and lean, lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women, and, the, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. 
about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Verse 28, Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O God, that I may be with one blow. Take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes, because they've removed his eyes. In verse 29, Samson took hold of the two, two middle pillars, which supported the temple, and braced himself against them, one on his right and on the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed it with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. Like, there are stories in the Bible, obviously, with death and killing and them bad guys dying, okay, to do bad things. And Samson at this time is blessed. He's been tortured by these guys, but he's blessed. His whole life was strength, and it was part of his, the promises for him. And part of his, just, his blessings, right? In his destiny. And the same is true with Ellie. And she's really strong. And her name is, she's consecrated God. And her name is special. You know, it's intentional. And she's high and lifted up. And she's just protected and strong. And I feel like in some ways she's like Samson. I'm like just waiting to see what she'll do. And I definitely don't want her to die and go down with these pillars and all this stuff like this is a crazy story but she was protected since day one I feel like Samson is the same way in the story of his birth and just him being consecrated to God I just want to hit on one more thing here is like this importance of dedicating your child to God and showing and modeling how to have faith and pray because prayer is so important and it builds us, our spirit man up and being able to model what it looks like, not just tell them what to do because your actions speak louder than words, but model what faith is, model what, how to pray, model how to be calm and ask for calmness or wisdom and faith. And faith is a gift. And so you could ask for faith in that gifting so that you can model it for your child and raise them up so they have that faith and just identity in Christ in knowing who they are. And Samson knew who he was and he got off track with this woman, Delilah, but he knew who he was and knowing and walking in that identity, you know, he was just blessed over and over time again by God. So now let's just read a couple verses as well. So we've taken a couple different turns in this story, right? Talking about healing, but also protection of God. And then you know, the importance of children, giving them, you know, a model of prayer and just nurturing their faith. So I kind of wanted to like go that direction with the verses. Exodus 25 through 6, you shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The reason I wanted to touch on this is just because I'm going to go a lot into in the next one about either her name meaning and and how she's going to break generational curses and things like that and, and just renewal and blessings. But I, I wanted to hit on here, just kind of, you know, tease a little bit on, you know, sometimes things are handed down through generations and sometimes that person is that brand new, you know, story. And a testament to God's faithfulness. And it's important to 
teach children, but also that we model these behaviors and the faith we want them to have so that our sins are not placed upon them. Deuteronomy 6, 6-7 These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. It's so important, right, to model for children and to teach them so that they also can know the word of God and be firm in their identity and who they are and what they're going to do. Proverbs 22, 6, start children off on the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not turn from it. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Make them angry, right? Work them up. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And we've hit on this before talking about the holiness, pursuing holiness so that you can see God show up in your life more. And so when you're in that pursuit of holiness, you're kind of, you know, pursuing righteousness, right? And having a less sinful life, let's say, and that brings more power, you know, more effectiveness to your prayers as well. And I think you know, being in those kind of situations, you never know when they're going to happen and being able to pray over your child or your loved one or your friend or even yourself and um, have that kind of confidence that your faith is going to be answered is so important. Being able to just be comforted by that. So that's what I wanted to leave you with today, a little bit different angles uh, than usual, but nevertheless, strength, identity, faith, and modeling things for your kids so they can grow up. Just walking in that is so important. And so I kind of wanted to move it around in that direction this time. And then next episode, we'll talk about all that stuff about naming and and generational curses and blessing and living a prosperous life and, and being able to break these, these patterns and cycles and walk in freeness and how you can build a legacy for your child. So until next time, blessings.